Budgeting, budgeting. You know, this word is really loaded and can mean different things to different people. For instance, someone could say that they use a monthly budget sheet and know where every dollar is going and call that budgeting. Someone could just wing it, know about how much money they're spending on different categories, and call that how they budget. Now, if you looked up the definition of budget, both of those scenarios would be accurate. The definition of budget is defined as either an itemized summary of an estimated or intended expenditure for a period of time, along with proposals for how you're going to finance them. Or it could be a systematic plan for a sum of money to be allocated during a given period. But when I refer to budgeting, I'm talking about the bigger picture. Everything that you're doing with your money today and how you plan on managing it tomorrow and into the future. You could spend every dime every month, say that you're successful because you didn't go over. But are you really successful? Do you have direction for what that money is doing for you in the future? Or are you just here to spend every dollar of it today? Do you have a plan? Effective planning and management for your money is true budgeting. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So everyone dreams of living a life of abundance. But here's the harsh truth. Having a higher income doesn't guarantee spending wisdom. And your toys may eventually suffocate you financially. Are you there yet? In fact, 8 million people earning over six figures are actually living paycheck to paycheck. But it's time we change that for you. Welcome to Budgeting Brilliance, a podcast for busy career-focused moms feeling stuck between mounting credit cards and cars. I'm Shauna Lay a family budgeting expert specializing in tools that corporate moms can use to change their perspective of budgeting as a necessary evil to being an empowering tool to make smarter decisions. If you've been looking for a budgeting network focused on more than just frugal living, you're in the right place. Stop letting your finances dictate your life. Welcome back to another episode of Budgeting Brilliance. So today's chat is all about, are you truly budgeting? And we're going to talk about all the components that I feel is necessary to help you say yes. For instance, do you have a strategic plan for your money? Are you allocating the proper amount based on how much money you make for your spending categories and future goals? If you have debt, did you just pay the minimum balance due or do you have a plan for how you're going to pay your debt and how long it's going to take? If you were managing your money effectively, you would have answers to those questions. Because budgeting is not just about a sheet of income minus expenses. It's all about what you do with every dollar that you earn and have a plan for it. Is it going to build wealth for you in the future? Or are you spending every dollar today with no plan other than to make sure it was spent? If you've heard any of my previous podcasts, you've 
probably heard me talk about four foundational components of a sound budget. Monitoring expenses, guidelines, goals, and your budgeting method. Now, in monitoring your expenses, you need to know what's coming in and going out. That is foundational. And when people go online and look for how to budget and they download a printable that says, how much money do you make and subtract all of your expenses? And if you have zero dollars left over, will you have achieved budgeting? Unfortunately, I think that's short-sighted because there are so many other factors that go into properly managing your money that we're going to talk about today. Now, in addition to just monitoring these expenses and um, making sure that you don't overspend, is going through these expenses every three, four months or so and keep an eye on whether or not things like subscriptions are getting out of hand. Are there cheaper alternatives to things like insurance that you should explore? Having a close eye on where your money is going and you are spending the money in the best way possible is key here. Now, next, I say is budgeting guidelines and really of all the items that I'm going to share with you today, I truly believe that having budgeting guidelines is pivotal to people's financial success. This helps to make sure that you don't overstep your boundaries in any particular area based on the amount of income that you earn. And from personal experience, if you don't have budgeting guidelines in place for your money, you could unknowingly start to expend too much money in things like debt than you should, to the point where debt could become suffocating to you. And it'll force you to make decisions like, well, I need to not drive as far this weekend because I'm going to need to conserve that gas money or I need to buy less groceries because I have all this debt that I'm trying to pay and make sure that everything gets paid on time. It will start to force you into making decisions that you shouldn't have to make if you were monitoring how much money different categories were costing you. The next category is goals, short-term, near-term, long-term. A key part here is that you want to create these goals with your spouse, primarily because you want to make sure that you are in step together, hand-in-hand, focused on the future, exactly what you and your family want to achieve and have a target that you both strive for. Because if you both aren't striving for at least one goal together, you may find yourself slipping along the way and choosing to put new debt over future goals. But if you did goal planning right, the two of you would look at that list and say, oh, yeah, that's probably not a good idea to go ahead and buy this thing that's going to cost so much money because it's going to mean that we can't put the amount of money that we wanted to toward this goal and it may cause us to have to delay this goal even longer and we're not willing to do that. So making sure that you have effective goals in all the three areas, short-term, near-term, and long-term. Hey friends, I wanted to pause real quick to let you know about a special Facebook group that I have specifically for you 
career moms focused on budgeting and financial success. So in this group, you can feel safe to ask your most pressing budgeting questions without fear or rejection. So head on over to my website, sanitysense.com to get your link to our private group today. Now next is the method. I prefer calendar budgeting so that you know exactly how much money you have every given day of the month as your expenses are paid and as your income comes in. Now what I will say that is so beneficial about calendar budgeting method is that it allowed me to navigate some very difficult times in our financial past. Primarily, I refer back to when I didn't have budgeting guidelines. Um, When we first got married, we didn't realize how important those guidelines were. It caused us to be overloaded in some of those categories. And because of that, our finances became strained. Once I learned about calendar budgeting and how to truly harness the beauty of that method of budgeting, it gave me back control and confidence. Because you see, I knew how much money I had in the bank that day. And I could see on the calendar where my bills were due and when my income came back. And I could then confidently forecast how much money was going to be in the bank that weekend, the following week, and all the way down through the rest of the month. This is truly a game changer if you struggle with managing money. Calendar budgeting is the tool for you. It is absolutely easy and can be done with a basic calendar that you can print online or one that you have hanging on your wall right now. It is as simple as doing that. I also have a resource that I have on my website that I step you through how to do calendar budgeting. And I also in that resource, I have a blank calendar that you can go ahead and download free on sanitysense.com if you're interested. And then furthermore, as I became more sophisticated, I created a calendar budgeting system in Budget Mastery in Microsoft Excel. Completely different format, but it allows you to do the exact same thing in a more concise way. And what I help walk you through in Budget Mastery is not just that one month, but 12 months at one time so that you don't have to repeat budgeting month after month after month. You do it that one time and then you just check and adjust every week. It's absolutely freeing. And if you would like more information on how to do calendar budgeting with Budget Mastery, I do have a one-on-one program where I have a discount right now if anyone's interested. So You can just go to the website to find out more. Now back to today's topic of are you truly budgeting? I just walked you through the four components of a foundational budget, which were monitoring those expenses, having guidelines, setting goals, and implementing a budget system. Those are pivotal. But there's another area Because I I mentioned that you need to know what your money is doing today and tomorrow into the future. So savings and wealth building is kind of the next bucket that we'll talk about. So savings. You know, I, I first have you focus on emergency funds along with savings accounts. 
Emergency funds are necessary more so these days than ever before. But even though that I'm saying that to you right now, and that you probably heard this from me and other people over and over, but unless you commit, I bet you it will never happen. So I implore you today that if you don't have an emergency fund set up, please take at least one step forward for your family's future. So first and foremost, $500 is a great target if you don't have an emergency fund today. Then move into the ever popular $1,000 emergency fund. Then once you can work your way out of debt, you want to have one month of household expenses. So really what an emergency fund is, it's for life's little setbacks. Let's say you had a job loss. How much money would it take for your household to remain above water? How much does your lights cost, your housing, your food, your gas? What does it cost to operate your household for one month? Now, unfortunately, if you were to lose a job, it may take you more than one month to get one back and to be stable with generating income over again. So you might want to really, after that one month, that's really only a baby step, you want to get to three months. Three months is a great target. Six months and 12 months is really where you want to be because that sets you up for like a different level of confidence. I don't want you to be like overly confident because you have 12 months of emergency funds set aside. But in the event of a major job loss or cancer or you know some other significant life event that you just never know what's going to happen when they do, this will really help to give you peace of mind. Now, next is savings. Now, emergency funds should only contain money that you've dedicated for paying for household expenses during emergencies. Savings, on the other hand, would be the other bucket of money that you would spend on things like buying a new car, buying a new house, sufficiently having money set aside for medical bills and things like that. Let's say major home remodels, home repairs, seasonal expenses, and even those sinking funds. They would all qualify as savings. Having a savings account helps to prevent you from turning to credit cards and taking out those very convenient interest-free loans like at the furniture store or when you're needing to buy a new mattress. It gives you flexibility to just buy, to just live, and even to give more generously. Emergency funds are for emergencies that cover those basic needs, as I mentioned. Savings are for those other purchases, those deductibles, those big goals, down payments. Now, where you put your savings account, that's, a, that's important too. Now, savings account interest rates aren't meant to build wealth like investing does. But consider putting your money in a high-yield savings account somewhere that can grow more interest 
a little bit more than a traditional bank, but it needs to be separate from your bank because it's too convenient to just move money over into your checking account from your savings to where you're like, well, let me just move money over. Okay, I'll put that money back. Well, let me move that money back from savings back into my checking account. Your savings will never grow if you keep doing that. And so that is where the beauty of doing a high yield savings account comes into play. Something like an online bank like Ally. Actually, on Ally's website, they say that they have five times the national average than what other banks have for savings account and their FDIC. So you can have peace of mind that you put your money over there. Plus they're compounded. The interest is compounded daily. Um, As of this recording, Ally Bank's interest rate is 4.25%. Now compare that to, say, my local credit union. The rate is 0.25%. That's a whole four percentage points higher if you use something like Ally Bank. Another great feature that is really neat about Ally Bank is that they have what they call savings buckets. This is where they allow you to divvy up your savings into buckets, similar to a sinking fund, where you can separate your account into different categories and have different funds for them so that you don't have to manage and calculate how much money is in the house fund, how much money is in the car fund, the pet fund, the kid fund. They do all that calculating for you because it's in separate funds. It's very interesting and I highly recommend it. Now, because this money is in a different location than your current checking account, it doesn't have a debit card associated with it. It comes with some slight downsides, but nothing I don't think that you can't overcome. They allow you to transfer money to other institutions or you can get like a paper check mailed and things like that. But I did hear of a tip where someone said that if you open a checking account with Ally that's linked to this savings account, but then don't bring the debit card with you going when you go shopping and purely use it for savings so that whenever you need to use that sinking fund, you can easily transfer it from your savings to that checking account and then use that card directly from that savings account. So you can use it in that perspective. And I think that makes the ability to use an online bank for their high yield savings accounts so much more attractive. Hey friends, I'm pausing real quick just to let you know that if you need help on budgeting, savings, or getting out of debt, check out the free resources on my website, sanitycents.com. Back to the show. Now, lastly in this category is investing. So if you have no debt, mission emergency fund, savings accounts, double down on investing. There are so many options out there, different levels of engagement for you. Like, do you want to be hands-on, actively investing? Or do you want your investing to be just in a standalone account doing its own thing for year over year and you never have to touch it? Talking retirements, IRAs, stocks, ETFs, options, bonds, mutual funds, cryptocurrency, real estate, art, whatever. The list goes on. You just need to find something that interests you that would give you the best return for your value. Perhaps reading some books on this topic, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, things like that. Get familiar with the different ways to invest and then just go from there. 
But the message here is not to know exactly what you're going to do right now. It's that you need to actually have your eye on investing in the future if you're not ready to do that today. You just need to know that it's part of your future plan. I personally started way too late. Huge regrets over this area for not having done it sooner. Instead, what we did when we were younger, we purchased things like vehicles over and over, which of course lose value rapidly. So choose investments that will help grow your money over time. You'll be better served. Don't do things like vehicles where you will just sink your money in there, lose it all, and then have to start all over. Don't do that. So recap on this category, emergency funds, savings accounts, investments. Now back to today's question, are you truly budgeting? As I mentioned early on, budgeting effectively is really about how you manage the money you make, the money you're going to make from beginning to end, from today into the future. Do you have a plan for where it's going, what it's going to do? If the answer is yes, congratulations. You're doing outstanding. If the answer is, well, there are improvements and things that I could be doing, That is so awesome that you know that today. Because knowing, of course, like they say, is half the battle. So being aware that there are things that you need to pull out of today's message is also great to know in advance. So just take from where you are and move forward and incorporate the things into your budget. Because you're probably already sort of monitoring your expenses and you are doing some minimal budgeting techniques like income minus expenses equals whatever I have left. It's always where people start, right? But then build on that. Get some budgeting guidelines. Have and set future goals. Manage your money using the calendar budgeting method. Of course, that's what I recommend and I find it to be the most intuitive, practical way that anyone, anyone can budget their money. Set up those emergency funds for when life throws emergencies at you. Have a savings account, sinking funds, things like that set aside because you never, ever know when you will need to pull from a bucket of money immediately. And if you have a car that is aging, I mean, just think about how much thousands of dollars sometimes those repairs are. So you must, you must have a savings account set aside for things like that. And then finally, look into investments. At least start to understand what type of investments there are out there. Like I said, there are several books that you could read. I truly enjoyed Rich Dad, Poor Dad to get your feet wet and to get your mouth watering on what kind of things that I could be doing and and having an understanding of what opportunities could be ahead. So start looking into investment options to set yourself up for the future. And remember that budgeting isn't difficult. Just be intentional and have that plan. And if you need help with creating that plan or what that plan should be, again, I'm offering a limited time discount on my one-on-one services through the end of the year. 
So please reach out. It's not a scary interaction that you probably think it is. I mean, we'll just walk through those baby steps, like I mentioned, for foundational components of a solid budget, and we'll get you running. So go to SanitySense.com, click on Budget Mastery, and be ready and prepared for 2024. And with that, everyone, please get out there and budget brilliantly. So friends, I hope you found value in today's episode and that it encouraged you in some way to take an action towards focusing on your budget. If you would like to snag some free budgeting resources like a quick starter kit, debt elimination workbook, just head on over to my website, sanitysense.com. That's sanitysense, C-E-N-T-S dot com. And if you liked today's episode, please consider leaving a five-star review so you can help others find this message and get the budgeting help that they've been longing for too. So here's to budgeting your best life.